Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We've got good news. The world is open again, and people like you, people of faith, are traveling to Catholic sites around the world. Want to travel with exceptional Catholic leaders this fall, next year, or in the future? Are you looking to see specific sites, celebrate traditional Latin Mass, or travel to destinations without vaccine requirements? We are here to help you deepen your faith on pilgrimage. Give us a call at 1-800-842-4842 or visit us online at selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is your pilgrimage company, and we have the perfect Catholic trip for you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Hello and welcome to Real Living. This is Lavinia Spirito and today Mary Lou has the day off. And I am instead uh, recording this um, invitation for all of you all out there to a wonderful event that's going to take place right before Pentecost of this year. It starts May 27th and ends June 4th, the day of Pentecost. It's going to be every evening from 6.30 to 8.30, and it will involve not only English-speaking talks, but also Hispanic, Hispanish talks as well talks in Spanish. Um, and the talks that are given in English, well, they will all, there will always be a summary in Spanish that uh, those uh, Spanish-speaking brothers and sisters will be able to consult. It's a wonderful event. This will be our third year into doing it. And basically, it's a Pentecost novena. Now, what's a novena? The original novena was when in the book of Acts, the apostles and the Blessed Mother and the disciples waited in the upper room and prayed for nine days, waiting for the coming of the Holy Spirit, waiting for the coming of the Holy Spirit. Now, obviously, you know, if you know anything from having listened to us all these years, uh, we are nothing without the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the love and the power between the Father and the Son. And he is really what who makes things happen, right? Jesus sends the Spirit when he ascends to the Father. And he says, it is better for you that I ascend to the Father so that the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, the Advocate, the Paraclete, the Intercessor, the Power of God, you know, all the various names, the Fire, the Water, all the images that are given um, in the scriptures and in the catechism for the Holy Spirit, those are all images of how God works on behalf of his children, pouring out his Holy Spirit on those who ask. And of course, in baptism and confirmation, we have been sealed in the Holy Spirit. And we have been, we have been opened up under an open sky of, uh, that opened at the time of Jesus' baptism. We have been given the down, posit, the down payment or the deposit of the life in heaven, which is, of course, the receipt of the power of the Holy Spirit. So that's a long way of saying that if you're, if you're Catholic, if you're Christian, if you've been baptized, you already are on your way with the powerful life in the life of the Holy Spirit. Now, 
if you have not been experiencing your Christian life as a life of power, maybe now these nine days before uh, the advent of Pentecost in 2022 might be a good time for you to kind of do a little study. What can I expect when I call upon the Holy Spirit? Who is the Holy Spirit? What is the person and the nature of the Holy Spirit? All very interesting questions, which a lot of Catholics just don't ask. They don't know. Now, I, I, in my years of teaching, I've had people come up and say, I never knew who the Holy Spirit was. And some people think Holy Spirit is the force, you know, like in Star Wars. And some people think the Holy Spirit is like uh, Eastern religions believe of the divine energy and force field. Like it's a divine force field, like chi or prana. But no, it's not. The Holy Spirit is a person. Because as the third member of the Trinity, he is the solidification, the personification of the love between the Father and the Son and the power between the Father and the Son. And because God is perfect, then anything that he thinks of is going to be in that kind, in that relationship, is going to be a person, the person of the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity. So the most dangerous prayer you could pray, brothers and sisters, is come Holy Spirit, show me that you're there. Come Holy Spirit. That's a prayer that should be issued its own seatbelt and its own crash helmet <laughs> because of what we can expect the Lord to do. But you know, the, the Holy Spirit's a gentleman, so he usually awaits our invitation. And we won't be able to invite him in unless we know who he is. So these are all thoughts, I think, that should go into our, our understanding of, you know, the Holy Spirit, of Pentecost. I mean, what exactly? Now, Pentecost, of course, comes from the um, ancient Greek for 50 days because the period of time between, um, between the Feast of Passover and um, the, um, sorry, between the Feast of Passover and the Feast of Pentecost was traditionally 50 days. So that's why we, we derived our word for Pentecost. And Pentecost, of course, was one of the ancient feasts of the Jews. You know, the whole idea that they were, and it had to do with the um, rescue from Egypt, from the deliverance uh, of the Israelites from slavery in the land of Egypt. So there's a lot to be said, I think, about the whole idea of, of, you know, waiting 50 days uh, from Passover to Pentecost. Now, in our case, Passover is what? Resurrection. It's Easter, right? And it comes um, right after uh, the Holy Spirit inspires the disciples and the apostles to wait in the upper room to, um, to receive the Holy Spirit. So, in Judaism, it was called the Festival of Weeks. It was, the, it was called Shavuot. That's what Pentecost was. And it was a harvest festival, but it was also one that commemorate the first fruits of the wheat, of the wheat harvests and also the giving of the law. That was important. So, you know, think about all the various things that are represented. Now, where does the Holy Spirit show up? In Christian tradition, well, if you go to Acts 2, you have uh, the disciples waiting in the upper room uh, for the descent of the Holy Spirit and, uh, you know, basically praying the first novena, the first prayer over nine days. 
And on the ninth day, it says in Acts 2.2, suddenly there came a mighty and rushing wind or a hurricane or a, a powerful sound of wind and tongues of fire appeared. And the gathered disciples were filled with the Holy Spirit, which, yeah. And so the various signs of being filled with the Holy Spirit, which were also present in the Old Testament, this is not a New Testament phenomena only, uh, were prophesying. That is, tapping into what God is saying and giving it to other people. Tapping into senses and words and uh, ideas that God sends to his people and to let let other people know. That's what a prophet does. He interprets, she interprets what they hear from God and they give it to uh, the person, you know, who they're praying for or the group that they're praying for or the society at large or whatever. Classically, we have understood prophecy as being a prediction of the future. And that is part of the gift of prophecy. But the main idea of the gift of prophecy is to give God's thoughts and heart to a situation, to an event, to a group of people, or to an individual person. Another one of the many manifestations of the Holy Spirit, of course, as we saw in in Acts on the day of Pentecost, was the utterance of different tongues, basically the gift of tongues or glossolalia. And this idea is that either when the apostles went out and uh, the people around them heard them speaking in other tongues, that they were either the people there listening received a miraculous gift of interpretation of tongues or that the apostles themselves were gifted uh, then and there uh, for the, in the gift of being able to preach in languages that they had never learned. A third option, and the one that's probably the most popular today, is that the gift of tongues is also, it, can, it can't, I don't think it's mutually exclusive. I think it can be all three of these things. The gift of tongues, the way we experience it today in the Christian community, is an ecstatic prayer language. It is what Paul describes in 1 Corinthians 12 when he speaks about the gift of tongues. And he says elsewhere, I think in Corinthians, he says, I speak in tongues more than any of you. So it's something that he's boasting of. In in Romans, he said, the spirit intercedes for us in groans and words in ways that we cannot understand. And that is a pretty fair description of the gift of tongues, because when you when you pray in tongues, it's mostly the spirit praying in you, and you're just acquiescing to whatever the spirit wants to do. So those are just two signs of uh, the coming of the Holy Spirit. The other signs are, of course, all the seven uh, sanctifying gifts of the Holy Spirit, wisdom, counsel, fear of the Lord, uh, uh, all that stuff. And then there's also, of course, the edifying or charismatic or building gifts of the Holy Spirit that are given for mission. So the Holy Spirit both helps us to grow in holiness and then he sends us out locked and loaded on mission. And that's probably the way we should understand the primary understanding of the day of Pentecost. So that was a little bit of an explanation. You can look it up in the book of Acts and in other places as to what the meaning of Pentecost really is for us today. And if ever a church has needed a new Pentecost, if ever a church has needed a new evangelization, that is a re-evangelization of the people in the pews, it is now. If ever the situation in the world has reflected very a similarity to the world of the first century, it is now. We've kind of gone full circle back into 
a pagan, atheistic, materialistic, secularistic society, um, which unfortunately, even despite its materialism, was given to superstition. You know, it's given to believing and to ascribing power into things that don't have power, right? So think New Age, think um, other modes, modalities of being, and you'll be correct. So this is a big wind-up for the day of Pentecost and the day that um, we're all expecting this year, 2022, on June 4th. There will be a series of events called the Nine Days of Power, which is what this um, podcast is about today, uh, which is going to address for, for nine days in a row, nine nights in a row, uh, the various ideas brought by the coming of the Holy Spirit. On Friday the 27th, at St. Leo's Catholic Church in Versailles, the pastor of St. Leo's, Father Chris Clay, will give a message entitled, Repent and Believe the Gospel. Repent, it's a basic message of repentance. And you know, that's the thing you need to do first is repent. Anytime God shows up, you know, it's always good to start at the beginning and, and kind of think about, you know, how, in what ways have I fallen short? Lord, forgive me. Okay, let's move on. That's what God wants us to do so that we're proceeding from a place of uh, reliance on him and not our own strength, not our own independence, not our own autonomy, not our own smarts, not our own brain, which he uses, of course, because he gave us all these things. But we proceed from a from a, a position of de- total and utter dependence on him and on the Holy Spirit. Each night of this nine days of the power is going to be there's going to be. Praise and worship, wonderful worship band is going to be with us. Beautiful music that will bring us closest to the heart, closer to the heart of God. And then there will be a series of prayers, and then there will be the, the talk. So on Friday the 27th at St. Leo's, it'll be Repent and Believe the Gospel by Father Chris Clay. On Saturday the 28th, also at St. Leo's in Versailles. So the first two nights will be at St. Leo's in Versailles, in Versailles, Kentucky, right outside Lexington. Deacon Tim Weinman will give a talk entitled Daily Encounter with Christ. And so that's basic growth and holiness. What do we do every day? How do we reach out to the Lord and to the Holy Spirit? Well, we have a conversation with them. We pray and we uh, we sit down. You know, one day I was telling somebody the other day, prayer is nothing really but a fancy word for conversation. It's a conversation between us and our beloved. And that's the primary foundation, I think, for our daily encounter with Christ. The next day, Sunday, May 29th, we will be at the Cathedral of Christ the King in Lexington. And Father Steve Roberts, who is the pastor of Holy Spirit Church at the Newman Center at the University of Kentucky in Lexington, Kentucky, will give us a message entitled, Lord, Teach Us to Pray. So there we have two nights really devoted to how do we get in touch with God and how do we let God get in touch with us, you know? How do we just shut our mouths long enough to allow the Holy Spirit to to talk, to speak to us in a way that we can actually listen? And then, of course, how do we do it? The next day, the 30th of May, which is a Monday, we will be at Mary Queen of the Holy Rosary. And Father Miguel Alvizures will be given a talk in Spanish on the person of the Holy Spirit. There will be a translation of this talk into English. The person of the Holy Spirit. I gave you some pointers at the beginning of this podcast. And if you want to hear more, you just go to Father Miguel's talk on Monday the 30th. 
of May at Mary Queen of the Holy Rosary here in Lexington. The next day, Tuesday, May 31st, will also be at Mary Queen of the Holy Rosary. And Deacon Nick Nickel will give us an overview of life in the spirit. What does it mean to be a disciple? And what does it mean to live life in the Holy Spirit? Well, Paul contrasts the life in the spirit with the life in the flesh. So the life in the flesh is a life living in independence, in autonomy, in self-reliance, in I can do it all by myself. So it's a, it's a very stressful life. <laughs> it's a very unfulfilling life. But life in the spirit is the life that Paul is talking about when he says, when I am weak is when I am strong. And that's a paradox, right? When I am weak, when I am strong, then I am strong. Why? Because I'm relying upon the Holy Spirit to do his thing in me. All I have to do is cooperate with the grace that God sends us. The next day, we will be for the duration, for the remainder of the novena at the Cathedral of Christ the King in Lexington. Cathedral of Christ the King in Lexington. And the next talk on Tuesday, the 2nd of June, will be given by, I'm sorry, on Wednesday, the 1st of June, will be given by Samuel Awa. And Samuel Awa is a lovely brother in the Lord. He is a professor at the University of Kentucky, and he is very gifted speaker and a very holy man, very holy family mind. And he is going to be speaking about again, oh, you guessed it, prayer, healing, and deliverance. Prayer. So more prayer, more prayer. You know, have you, is, did you detect a theme? <laughs> prayer. Prayer is conversation. I mean, life is just cannot go on unless we pray. Healing. Why? Because the Holy Spirit brings with him the Father's power and the Father's healing. And then deliverance. You know, there are areas in our lives in which we are vulnerable to evil forces and Deliverance has to do with extirpating and getting rid of evil forces in our lives. So that's a very interesting talk. You all should join us. Prayer, Healing, and Deliverance, Wednesday, June 1st at Christ the King. Thursday, June 2nd at Christ the King, I, myself, Lavinia Spirito, is going to give a talk on evangelization. So once you have connected with the Holy Spirit, once you're trying to grow in holiness, how do we give the faith away? How do we give the good news to others? And that's what the title of the talk is, Evangelization. What does it mean to go out and make disciples of all nations? We'll, we'll take a, just a little uh, abbreviated look at what that means. On Friday, June 3rd, there will be still a Christ the King. Our pastor, Father John Moriarty, will give a talk on discipleship. What does it mean to be a disciple? What does it mean to be a follower of the Lord? Well, I'll give you, I'll give it away a little bit. There's no such thing as an accidental disciple. You know, the only disciples are those who are intentionally following after God, intentionally following after the Lord, intentionally conversing with God every day in prayer, intentionally trying to live a life in the spirit, a life of healing, a life of deliverance, a life of signs and wonders. And so Father John will give us an outline of what that looks like. And then finally, the last two nights, Saturday, the 4th of June, and Sunday, the 5th of June, which is the day of Pentecost, will be devoted to, one, the first night will be the night of worship, which will be praise and worship and prayers and perhaps even a chance for a prayer ministry. And that will be Saturday, June 4th at Christ the King. And finally, on Sunday, Pentecost Sunday at Christ the King, 
there will be a gathering in the afternoon, so not in the evening, not at 6.30 to 8.30, but earlier in the day, there will be a fellowship gathering um, to commemorate and celebrate the day of Pentecost. So there you have it, brothers and sisters. We really hope you can join us. You can find out more at cathedralctk.org slash nine days, www.cathedralctk.org slash nine days altogether. And that'll give you more information on the nine days of power, Pentecost Novena from May 27th to June 4th between 6.30 and 8.30 in the evening. We hope you can join us.